along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Are we live live? <laughs> oh, we did. Hey, guys, we talked through the music, so now I realize that we're live live. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with the really dumb Ron Kolick and the wickedly smart Mr. Steve Parsons. Yeah, but it shows that we're live, and that's the best part because, we, you we know, see that. we're not robots. We're not robots. Yeah, we're well, not something. You know, sure. we, we, we occasionally mess up. Yeah, occasionally, yes, that's yeah. the exception. That's, no, that's the rule. Probably. Well, that's the exception that proves, that proves the rule. Yeah, whatever. Oh, anyway. happy new president day. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I turned my, hey, get this. I turned my, uh, I put down uh, on my Facebook page, simple line. I'm not putting on the TV today, right? Some people are like, like it or like it or whatever, you know. I have my just reasons. Just a day without the TV. Yeah, and uh, people went, that's on it. I had I've lost, <laughs> let's see, fifteen friends that is unfriended. Oh, can you can you imagine that? It's like seriously, and and they don't even know why I did it. It could be you know I haven't paid my bill. <laughs> yeah, I, the, the reason I have is is I'm just so sick of uh, this past year with all the political stuff noise that's been on and all the the virus stuff. I I decided you know I'm gonna for the next well, few days I'm gonna keep the TV off and just relax. You know. Do you know, and I'm going to thank the iguana for this. Um, because <laughs> I gotta uh, this one, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's the iguana. No, it's always oh, a photo, um, or wherever it was. Um, picture the uh, nice cup of tea. They, um, yep. just as we went into lockdown, um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, into big lockdown, and uh, our television decided it wasn't going to play anymore and, and it expired. Yes. And we didn't have a television. And so we phoned up the um the delivery service and said, We'd like to order a television. They said, Yeah, sure, it'll be there at the beginning of February. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um now we've How's got to talk. <laughs> yeah, now we've got to talk to one another. How's that work? Um but fortunately, uh new TV arrived yesterday. So uh, but do you know what? But do you know what? Well, how come the new TV arrived? It early early delivery so that was no, a good so thing they weren't holding it because of the government they were just no 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 oh, no, no, no i thought just, it was government no, or no they just didn't have any in stock um then um so it arrived yesterday mm-hmm. and we we set it all up and it's one of these new clever smart tvs it's all connected to everything else and uh, yeah. do you know what today nobody put it on not because <laughs> we not because we were avoiding anything, but we've yeah. all sort of got used to not having it on. And then, you know, late this evening uh, to catch the evening news, and we said, you're going to put the television on. I was like, oh, God, yeah, we've got a television, haven't we? <laughs> you know, it's big enough. <laughs> I mean, you just completely forgot about it. We've yeah. moved on. And it's it was actually quite a nice two weeks. I genuinely didn't miss it. It was two weeks. Oh, well, that's a good 
good run. You know, yeah. it was like the first 48 hours, it was unusual because you, you, you're in a pattern, aren't you? You come in, you switch the TV on, you flip to the channel and you sit there absentmindedly with this box in the corner of the room making flat, you know, pictures and noise. Yeah. But the last two weeks, we, we've done other things. We've played family games the other night. We've, we've read books. We've, we've done more things and it's been really quite cool. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. Uh, but the coolest is yet to come and it's got nothing to do with TV or pandemics or the paranormal or, but we'll come on to the paranormal, obviously, because it's, it's sort of linked to the paranormal because usually, you know, us paranormal investigators, we do love our gadgets and our technology. And we think, you know, the, the thermal imaging camera and the SLS camera, they are the cat's pajamas. They are, you know, speak for yourself, by the way. No, but I mean, these are bleeding edge technology for ghost hunters. Well, today, you know, I live it where I live in West Wales. We have a live gunnery range, and occasionally, occasionally, when the Challenger battle tanks aren't using it, the Air Force come along and play as well. Drop a few bombs. Uh, They do drop big lumps of iron um, onto them. They use any missiles yet? Yes, we have a live missile range, but that's off the other side of the coast. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. They have air-to-air missiles on one side of us and live gunnery. Oh, that's exciting. Five miles away. Uh, they're not used a lot, but, uh, well, the gunnery ranges, it's used every single day of the year. The uh, Anyway, um, people started to think there was a thunderstorm yesterday. Because of all oh. this loud bangs and rumbles going on, and people were on social media, what it was actually it was it was some of your lot. It was the American F forty eight fighter wing from RAF Lakenheath oh, with cool. their with their F fifteen strike eagles. Uh, now, obviously, you know that I can listen into the pilots chattering to one another, and they were talking to uh, they were what they were doing was a forward air control exercise. So they have guys on the ground and they're calling in. Uh, targets Mm -hmm. sometimes they're using dumb lumps of iron and sometimes they're just dropping virtual electronic bombs on you know vehicles and buildings and today this afternoon they were blowing well anyway get to the point this afternoon they decided (laughs) because it was very thick rain very thick fog you couldn't see anything we couldn't see the end of our garden it was overcast right the way up to twelve thousand feet you couldn't see horizontally half a mile uh, driving rain. Britain's under Storm Christoph at the moment, so everything's flooded. We've got hundreds and hundreds of flood warnings. So you can imagine the weather. Atrocious weather. These these strike eagles rocked up uh, late afternoon. So it was getting twilight as well, just to add to their problems. And they had their ground guy at our local airfield, and they were using the airfield as the simulated target for these virtual bombs. Well, these two F-15s are going round and round and round talking to the guy on the ground and he's describing the target and what you know, how far away from it and is its coordinates and blah 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 and the f-15 uh, guy in the back of the f-15 um, is saying yep i can see that building and i can see two vehicles next to it and there are people walking about over there and they're the friendlies and and then it dawned on me he's in thick cloud at near darkness in appalling weather i can't see the end of our garden <laughs> he's four miles up yes. in all this clang american technology you gotta love it it's actually the british radar but we won't go there <laughs> um, and his radar camera so this, 
clever device. It can see through thick fog, cloud, rain, snow, driving rain. What awesome piece of technology is in that bloody aeroplane? And it's an old aeroplane. What are they putting into the F-35? You've really? Got, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Strike Eagle's an old bird now. She's starting to retire. Mm. So that was that was that was a sobering moment when I realised. I mean, previously I'd said that the Apache helicopters that they use at the British Army, they had the electro-optical system. I was listening to them a couple of years ago, and they were they were describing from three and a half miles away what what newspaper a guy was reading. And I thought that was impressive, but well, I have my mind blown today by this by this strike eagle. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. So, what can we use this radar to find ghosts? Is that was that? The no, I'm just saying. Story? You know, I was just talking about the fact that we're looking for things. So, ten minutes into the show, you wanted to tell us about the radar and British made radar and some. No, 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 no. What I was saying is that ten minutes into the show, um. You know, we, we use technology, we use the SLS and we use yep. the thermal imager and yep. these, these, well, 30 years ago, these were, you know, these were the stuff that was fitted to the, you know, the then cutting edge sort of military sensor technology. So in 30 years time, who knows what we'll be able to play with in our smartphones or ghost hunting kits or you never know. It all cascades down, doesn't it? I mean, the thermal imager was, I mean, it was created in World War II. The, the rudimentary versions did yeah, exist really early. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the thermal night scope was something heavily used by the U.S. Army in Vietnam. Um, and those green night goggles that you know you saw um in the movie with uh, silence of the lambs so many different ones yeah but i mean they are now 50 dollars each mm. this is how technology casks oh, yeah. cascades yeah. down so you know it, perhaps a fascinating insight into the future well you know what we were talking about uh, my son was over and uh he was talking about well, you got Netflix. You ought to see the uh, what's the name of it called? A castle on the hill or something? Not a castle, whatever. Uh, keep it. But it's basically about if the Nazis had won uh, World War II, what it was like in America and everything. It doesn't appeal to me, to be honest with you. But then I started to get into thinking, and I says, you know what? If we had never entered World War One, there probably would never have been a World War Two. Uh, think about that because the war wasn't going very good for either side well historically speaking america's entry into world war one did come at a future a fortuitous time the, when man, was, the, the man in the high castle roy tells me right. thank you roy it was at a fortuitous time because uh it was pretty much a stalemate over on, in western right. europe um germany would probably historians have evaluated and said that without America's intervention, um, America, um, the war would probably have got um, continued on till about 1920. But ultimately, Britain and her allies would have won because we had the greater resources, because we had the Commonwealth, and so Germany would have run out of oil. U boats. 
they weren't so much of a problem in World War One. Um, yeah, they were. They were a problem, but I'm saying not so much of a problem. I mean, they That's nearly right. crippled. They nearly crippled us in World War Two. Exactly. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, with, but, without the American money and, and support. Well, uh, I'm I'm talking about. I thought you were talking about direct military involvement. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying if they had stayed out totally, it would. Oh, just think about it. If let's well, just think about it. If the if World War One. Wait a minute. If World War One yeah. wasn't won by the Allies, right? Yeah. It, it just say it ended in a stalemate, and they just ended up peace, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. There'd be no Versailles, which crippled the freaking Germany and caused the rise of the fascist party. Well, you can and, blame France for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, French. if that never occurred, the Nazis probably would have never been in there, and I agree. World War Two would probably have never happened. I agree. I think. I think that. However. Boy, we've gotten off this topic today, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I mean, history is relevant. Um, oh, yeah. History. Yeah, you can't have I, a fair wrong with all history. Uh, exactly. I, I, no, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think World War II would have existed without if without America's um, intervention in World so War I. So it's our fault, is what I'm saying. No, 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 no. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm saying what's, also, what's, what's also interesting is to extrapolate from, from that really sort of quite black and white scenario if america hadn't if america hadn't entered world war one and the allies won britain would almost certainly still have a still have an empire and a commonwealth much more and would still be a a a greater power in the world because we wouldn't have busted ourselves in the same way um with world war ii because it was world war ii that cost us the empire effectively sure yeah, between Japan um, and, and uh, Germany, especially. And, pay, Japan. and paying back America. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> it did do anyway, it. Anyway, so moving on. So this 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 past weekend, we, we had the quintessential, quintessential, the quintessentially. No, like yeah. quint, just say essentially. Never mind, just say it. <laughs> you say essentially. Tell them what it is. The quintessentially British ghost project. Yes, we had that on Saturday, which was. Really essentially British. Yeah, people loved it. Uh, it was six speakers, uh, two mediums, uh, Stephen Scott from Scotland and Barry John and from Most Haunted, and uh, two paranormal historians, uh, Richard Felix from Most Haunted and, and Dylan Jones for the great uh, British ghost tour, and two outstanding uh, parapsychologists, Dr. Dr. Cal Cooper and Dr. Uh, Ann Winsper. So, and two it, pretty it, darn good hosts. Well, whatever. But anyways, it was really, really enjoyable. And the topics were excellent. Uh, you know, there was no repeats. It was all standalone topics. And uh, it, it went very well. So much so that Steve and I are thinking about uh, doing a possibly a second one. It's not even being a glutton for punishment. It just went. I mean, look, given the given what we set out to do which was to put six english speakers through an american studio in you know four thousand miles away um to an audience all over the world with hosts both sides of the atlantic and speakers one side of the atlantic a producer on the other side there were so many things that could have gone wrong Mm -hmm. and yet nothing did it just well, except for Richard. Well, we put it, we put prep in there, so uh, it's it was no, good. I mean, no, I mean, yeah, yeah we did do we did we a, did lot a dry prep. run. We did, we, you know, we, we, were, we, we were on even 
we even i don't know if you noticed but i got a few compliments for the way i picked up with uh, the small technical problem with richard <laughs> i did not see any of that well you missed it the start of richard's talk no i didn't see technical pro things boy you really pick up on these little things don't you when um, i mention your name especially <laughs> well, no, people right. said people said i held it together rather well when richard's audio didn't work if you say so. Anyways. Oh, uh, God, give me a compliment occasionally. Okay, fine. <laughs> you, you sat there so. all bloody day and drank tea. I tell you? All you did, all day was sit there, drink tea, and get an in. Because I couldn't get a word in edgewise. The mouth was running over there hey, on the other side of the hey, Atlantic. How many times did I ask you? I, one time I tried to tell a story about my good friend Richard Felix. And, and I silenced you. Over me. And I silenced you because you exactly. were running over to Because it's... Because a good host will keep the show running to time. I'm going to keep you running to time. <laughs> and besides, it was my idea that you call him on the phone. So, pooey well, on you. I'd already dialed him. Uh, it doesn't matter. I was <laughs> it, was I your it was your idea, but I'd already dialed the number. Uh, too bad I already mentioned it on the air. And I get to prove it because it's on demand, folks. Yes, if you missed out on yeah. it. Foolery, you can actually see it on demand. If you go onto the Any Ghost Project website, uh, anyghostproject.com, uh, there's a link up there. Uh, it does cost $20, and uh, you can watch each speaker at your leisure, whatever you want, and uh, we'll send you the link how to do that and everything else once uh, we receive your payment. So there you go. And I do have a watch uh, in the second session um, and watch the, re the, the brilliant way I handle a technical problem with one of our speakers. And then you can email us in here. Email Ron at any ghost project. Any ghost project. That's the letter N. The letter E, ghostproject.com. And tell him how well Steve did. Yeah, okay. Please do that. <laughs> All right. So moving right along, uh, my fine uh, co-host here, Mr. Parsons, decided that uh, we should do the show on Poltergeist, which is the ghost of chicken, in case you don't know. Um Poltergeist. Awesome. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Anyways, there are ghost chickens. There are. Yes, there are. Which is interesting in itself. But well, anyway, the, best, the best. I mean, going slightly off polks for a minute, but I guess. two. <laughs> we'll get them. Um, there is uh, not one, but two headless ducks, the ghostly headless ducks in the UK. Yeah. I we thought it was pretty mad when there was just one, but then yeah. we found another one. Well, that's good. You know, should share. What am I going to say? Sorry, an amazing thing that, that there are, what the heck are those Australian creatures? Uh, not the wallabangs, wallabies, wallabies, wallabies. You have wallabies in the UK? Uh, we have a native population of wallabies. Well, they're not native. They were actually. They, no, well, yeah, well, they're native now. They're they native now, but they weren't at that time. <laughs> They weren't native till they were brought in by the landed gentry and then dipped, yeah, nipped over the fence and went off and went breeding. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a native population. Yeah, the you, know, when I, you know, I have a degree in environmental study. When, yes. And one of the things we had to study was uh, ecosystems. And, oh. and it, it just goes to show you how man just Fs up the freaking world. You know, well, we, we, yeah, we've got a problem now because oh, I should have done. No, we're we not talking done. about pollution. I mean, we're just talking about. No. Yeah. No, we're not talking about pollution. Not on purpose. <laughs> no, we're talking about 
bloody mountain lions and panthers. Yeah. Should have done. We should actually have done the show about them because um, there have been some very credible sightings over the last two or three weeks. I of... see something about that. Well, you can go into it. We're pretty much. Well, I mean, I, 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 to be honest, I haven't really done a lot apart from the reading in the news. But mm-hmm. uh, up in North Wales, about 100 miles north of where I am, um, there have been some um, what have been described by veterinarians as clinical um, feline kills of sheep mm-hmm. and it's, it's because of the cold weather there seems to be they they reckon uh whoever reckons but just it recently is, it was a trio of sheep that were killed right uh i think there's been seven so far yeah but i think this was one killing that was a, yeah a, yeah invest. there's been multiples but there's been a total of seven and uh they've they've worked out because of the, the pattern of the kills that there must be two of these large felines um, but there have been other sightings around the UK in the last couple of weeks as well. They seem to be, maybe it's the weather driving them in or whether it's a lack of people because of lockdown. Because if you remember during the first lockdown, all the, all the mountain goats, all the mountain sheep came down and walked through the town. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, you know, yeah, um, we, we certainly, in addition to our wallet, maybe we could get the big panthers to eat the wallabies. There you go. So that's maybe, maybe we that's should sort out the wallaby problem. So are we are we politically correct in calling them felines? Maybe we should call them me lines because unless we know the sex, sexual well, orientation of them. Well, the thing is now with the new, with with your new president, we've got to find there may be a whole new language we've got to learn. We yeah. might have to have whole new pronouns for one another. We I think we have alternative binary. In, in the United States or something like that. You can put on your license or whatever. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, we did digress. But anyways, I was going back to my thing is how we've effed up the, the ecosystems. And that in Australia is, is definitely uh, one of the That's prime examples. Australians. Yeah, because they well, brought... criminals to start with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we all know that Australia doesn't exist. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, the round earth was covered up by mm-hmm. the, Britain to uh, disguise the worst mass murder in history of all those prisoners because Australia doesn't exist. So what did we do with the? We, we just sailed them off the massacred edge. Massacred them all. You massacred them all. Oh, I thought we just sailed them off the edge of the world and yeah, pretty them. much too. That that would work. Hey, you know, I mean, felines and flat Earth. There is a link, you know, because I really? actually, yeah, it's felines that prove that the Earth is actually flat, s- spherical. Because if the world was flat, the cats would have pushed everything off the edge by now. That's goddamn true. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah, in so many ecosystems, they've had a problem like with rat or something, and then they'll. Stay introduce... tuned to part two because we'll be doing poults in part two now. Yeah, we actually do poults in part two. The uh, they would have problem with rats or something, and then they would bring cats in to kill the rats, but the rats, the cats would end up killing birds and stuff, and so then they would bring in. Uh, dogs to do that, and then the, the population of dogs. And in Australia, that's pretty much how with the bunny rabbit, and of course, well, the bunny rabbit. Isn't that the apocryphal? Isn't that the tale of that song? There was an old uh, woman who swallowed a fly. I don't know. Do not know that song. Oh, there's a, there's a song. I, uh, there was an old woman who f- swallowed a fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. There was an old woman who swallowed a bird. It's absurd. She followed a bird. She swallowed a bird. She swallowed the bird to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed the fly. Oh, I get there it. was an old lady who swallowed a cat. Fancy that she swallowed a cat. 
she swallowed the cat, the cat, and so it goes on and on and on and that's on and on. Cool. Yeah, but that's basically what happened, it's and not just in Australia, life. but in, in many ecosystems, especially in the, in the Pacific. And and also, there's there are several Scottish islands that are completely now inhabited by enormous numbers of rats. Yeah, there you go. Uh, because the rats came ashore, and you know, no natural predators. And there's another. There's an island off the Welsh coast that's entirely inhabited by rabbits. There you go. Because they brought the rabbits in to control the seabird population and yeah. rabbits. We we have a problem, of course, in the Mississippi with the Asian catfish, which they actually had to build up dams to try to prevent the Asian catfish from climbing up into the Great Lakes and destroying the ecosystems there. Uh, this is kind. I mean, and you, and likewise, we have an, a problem with one of your American fish in our waters. Really, um, British fishermen. Uh, dis, uh, they were they imported the signal crayfish from America as yeah. a farm it, because it, it it's big and it tastes nice and it's bigger than the, the native British crayfish. These bloody things are everywhere now. They killed all the native crayfish and now they're working their way slowly up the rivers, eating everything in sight. So now there's an active program to cull the American signal crayfish and get it back out of British waters. <laughs> because, and, and, and the American grey squirrel, which has wiped out the British red squirrel. Yep. It's, it's crazy. I mean, you think about it, and, and it's, a lot of it's, you know, we, we've done intentionally in the past, but now we haven't because it's such a global society. I mean, we have those uh, killer giant wasps that got into Oregon. Oh, is it murder hornets or something? Yeah, murder hornets. Those things are what really a cool nasty. name that is. Yeah, kill it, kill a I mean, bee down in California. Po- yeah. I mean, down in Texas and and I mean, uh, is the African killer bee now? Is the African killer bee now now um, passe? If you got to have murder hornets. Oh yeah, well the murder hornets can kill all the well, African bees. Be, we'll be all it'll set. Be, it'll be demonic leather jackets. Yeah, they'll be like you know twenty foot bugs in the year. <laughs> hey. What was that film that came out with the giant ants? Them? That's it. What that yes. was on the other day. nineteen fifty six, I believe. Yeah. yeah. We didn't have a television, so but I remember it from it scared the crap yeah, out of me when so I was I a kid. So I told him about it. <laughs> no, it scared the crap out of me when I was a kid, that film. Yeah, Radioactive two, ants. Two minutes left in the thing. Yeah. It went all um, over all over this uh, sort of was it Nevada yeah. or from desert town somewhere. Some desert town. He's on the probably, desert. T- probably Tyler, Texas, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Tyler, Texas. That's how it came to be. That was the last stopping zone. But we, so Lou and I were on the, on the Monday. She was talking about the great classic sci-fi's, and and we both agree that one of our favorite was the thing that came from outer space about the carrot that landed in uh, Antarctica. Excellent show. Oh, I know the one. Well, it was reproduced. It, it was done. Yeah, not even, not even close. Not Comic even close a second time around. Yeah, not even close. But we have come back in the break. Yeah. Believe it or not. So anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International, Steve Parson and Ron Kolick, right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Miramax Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not the end of your... Not the end of a message. And our Patreon listeners. So we'll be right back after the following message. Welcome to Talking Ed Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event? 
book or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give the awards to the Parrax family. We're back for part two of Ghost Chronicles, the international edition with New England's own Van Helsing. How come I couldn't hear that? You've just interrupted again. Well, like the show wasn't smooth in the beginning, it's not going to be smooth now. (laughs) You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with your host, New England's very own Van Helsing, and here from the United States of Kingdom, or the United Kingdom of States. Yeah. Now we're not in Brexit. Um, Yeah gold standard in ghost hunting tonight's subject is eventually maybe possibly poltergeists okay so what are we talking about oh yeah poltergeist right 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 yeah so i mean everybody knows uh probably the most famous case is the one on the isle of man right uh you mean jeff yeah jeff the mongoose no yeah. And well, then, I, I, never mind typing. Talk to me. You're my host. <laughs> <laughs> I was answering our producer. Um, yeah. Well, I, yeah, Jeff, Jeff the Mongoose, um, as investigated by Harry Price and as discussed on previous episodes of this. Yeah, so we, we really don't want to go into it, right? No, we don't need to go into it. Yeah. But I would have thought that uh, possibly there are other better known poltergeists, certainly for an American audience. Well, the drummer, right? Uh, no, I was thinking for American audience because you got the Bell Witch. Why do you consider that a poltergeist? Uh, because it conforms more to a poltergeist type phenomena case. So what is it? Well, okay. So if we're going to talk about it. What is the definition of a poltergeist? Other well, than a noisy the, ghost? well, therein lies the problem because, um, what actually constitutes, there have been many discussions. I mean, you, you I'm sure you're aware of the, um, common ones that it has to involve a prepubescent child and with full full of angst which i do not believe in by the way um full of angst yeah i'm full of angst but i've never however however modern researchers have started to question that um in a more sort of direct way and suggested that actually what you might be dealing with i mean a poltergeist the the term goes back a long way um it was actually used in preference to ghost 
uh, by Harry Price, uh, Britain's inve- uh, leading paranormal investigator back in the 20s, 30s and 40s. I thought you were. Before me. Oh, okay. And um, he would routinely refer to um, any type of haunting where objects were displaced or moved or there were noises as poltergeists. That makes sense. And he referred to the Borley ghost, for example, as a poltergeist. And he referred to, you know, numerous others as poltergeists because he used the the um, the premise that these things were he he divided them into uh, your traditional apparition hauntings, where the mm-hmm. the figure would just glide around, yes. swooshing in and out and. <laughs> Standing at standing at the bottom of a bed and moaning balefully, at, you know, <laughs> wringing of hands and wailing. But cases that involved any form of uh, a port, uh, object displacement, um, disappearances, bottle throwing, stone throwing, keys being or doors being locked, keys being taken, they were what he defined as a poltergeist. And I think that's actually. Um, possibly a more accurate use of the word than this modern sort of poltergeist of they're always portrayed as violent they're always portrayed as exactly and it's just it's just wrong right you know i mean there was a lot of when you go with the pure definition it it is i mean let's let's take britain's probably the most famous case unless we you know of modern times and we talk about the enfield poltergeist Mm -hmm. because it that's one of the very few that actually has the word poltergeist included in the title um it's always known as the enfield poltergeist um, and unless, and you, unless Hollywood but, gets a hold of it, and then they call everything poltergeist. Well, like demonic one or the other. Well, in, in this particular case, you had noises, you had the voice production. Of course, you had objects being moved and floating around. There was there was Lego bricks being thrown, but there was no massive scale destruction. There was no large scale, you know, sort of destruction. And and to be honest with you, in the majority of poltergeist cases, even. Um, uh, the Black Monk of Pontefract, which is 30 East, Drive, uh, 30 East Drive up in Pontefract, which is very, very popular. Just Google the damn thing and you'll see how popular it is now, which has a reputation now for its particularly violent um, poltergeist activity, modern poltergeist activity. Back when the case truly manifested, uh, so 40 something years ago, it, it, it floated things round. It threw the occasional um, vase of flowers, or it placed them on the stairs so there's soil everywhere. It would it would throw some fruit around. It would f- put puddles of water on the floor, all of which could be easily cl- uh, cleaned up. And in fact, it always stopped short. One of the distinctive features of uh, that was recorded um, by researchers at the time and subsequently is that with most poltergeist cases, whilst the objects might fly violently across the room they almost never ever hurt um or injure someone they mm-hmm. might they might give them this, you know a cut or a bruise but in fact there are many accounts where the, the the missile is traveling extremely quickly but then just seems to at the very last minute either veer off or if it does make contact in such a gentle way as to not leave a mark what was interesting about the um, the East Drive case was that on a number of occasions, um, the one of the the family members was pushed and prodded by items of furniture indoors, 
but in a way that she described as, you know, not injurious, more irritating or more more attention seeking. You know, like I mean, you have a cat. You know the way you sit in there doing something, and then all of a sudden the cat will start headbutting you or rubbing around your legs. Yeah, because they want something like every other woman. Yeah, and so maybe maybe poltergeist are all female. I can never thought of that. Yeah, could be. Um, there you go. You could have a poltergeist for your next president. Um, you um, that'll that'll offend the listeners. So this this modern portrayal of of the poltergeist as a particularly violent, as a particularly malevolent force or haunting, is firstly misleading and not supported by any of the research and none of the well-documented, well-investigated cases, and I'm not talking about this sensational rubbish that you see on television, uh, but that they may actually be just a continuum. So at one end you have the occasional noise or the occasional odd event that takes place. You'll put your keys down and like they've gone, or you'll see a shadow out of the corner of your eye or a door. Or... And at the other end of the scale, you have a particularly... Um, troublesome poltergeist with lots of activity, with lots of movement, with lots of disruption, some chaos, but no injury and no 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 malevolence. Um, and in between, you have the white ladies floating hither and yon, carrying their heads under their arms. And so the whole thing might just be a continuous spectrum of activity. And it's just the the way we love to pigeonhole things and categorize stuff. Uh, but and then, you know, recently in re- very recent years, in fact, the media has gotten hold of poltergeist as being a particular special breed of um, unwelcome visitor to your house. That these that these highly intelligent, highly malevolent forces will come along and they they are sort of, I think, one down from demons. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so you know, on the scale of things, you have uh, you would have your poltergeist thing. You would have your your lesser demons, um, presumably from Ouija boards and that sort of stuff. Then you would have uh, things that, you know the the one like um, uh, uh, oh, what was the movie? Got me there. The one where the priest ends up going down the flight of stories. Oh, Exorcist. The Exorcist. Um, you know, with the full head ro- head rotations and the full, you know, sort of projectile vomiting. Yeah, the pea soup. That was and always then, my favorite part. And then, by the way. You know, the crescendo is uh, the haunting of Am- Emily Rose and the the Emily uh, German case. Um, you know, where so yeah, but they are they are the reason I, I suggested we talk about poltergeist is because like black cats, they are and um, F-15 fighter jets, they are incredibly common. Uh, around here at the moment in the UK, um, you know, we we seem to have had a kick up in the number of uh, poltergeist phenomena that are reported. Interestingly, the reports are not coming from witnesses firsthand; they're coming from paranormal investigators claiming that their evidence and that the case that they are currently looking at is a poltergeist case. In fact, we don't see. Um, normal apparitional cases reported any longer i don't think i've i've encountered a you know formless white figure or a, a headless uh cavalier in yeah. in many a long year that's a shame um you know that, that traditional british ghost has now sadly 
died. Oh. But it, I mean, it actually, I, I'm being deadly serious. Growing up, the stories of the Canterville ghost and the, the Dickensian ghosts and the traditional British ghosts of the ghost stories. So why do you think that is? I, I think we just I think we just crave more and more. You know, uh, we're just craving um, greater thrills, greater excitement from our ghost hunts. I remember when I, you know, the very first public ghost hunts that I ever in, in, was ever involved with. Now, we're going back 30 something years. These would be four or five, possibly half a dozen people from a, and they would, you know, they, the majority of them would have the bejesus scared out of them if there was as much as a creak. Uh, someone showed a shadow and that would empty the building. Mm -hmm. But gradually we've hardened ourselves through cinema, through personal experiences. Um, we, you know, we, 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 and you see this in the, in the TV program. So you know, the first series of most haunted, which I know you were a big fan of and have been watching recently, they just went to haunted buildings and they ran away when they saw a pair of shadowy legs on the stairs of the, um, of the, of the theater. Mm -hmm. By the time they get to series five and six, they're burying one another in coffins, electrocuting one another, dealing with murderers, cohorts, demons, he's a bad nivy, and all that sort of stuff. And then, you know, it gets worse. And then you have then you have Zach. Now Zach can't get through an entire episode without fighting a demon or Aaron being attacked by one, or Zach having to wear his special mask and dude and, and You've got the Tennessee Wraith Chasers who have to say prayers before and after every time they go into a haunted building because what they're dealing with is so damn evil. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. It's it is, but I mean, it's the situation. I mean, what sort of cases do you come across your desk? Do you do you still get the sort of basic apparition? We, yes, we do. I was going to, you know, I was thinking about that for a minute, but still we get a lot of cases. And, and what I'm really happy for is, is that we're getting a lot of cases where something's going on and people aren't sure what it is. And they, they want, you know, try to find out what's going on rather than a pre you know, preconceived notion like, oh, I've got a demon in my house or I have a, a poltergeist or whatever. So. The, you know, I, I, I was going to say that that's encouraging because I mean, after months, I mean, I said before about not encountering, you know, they're all demonic and they're all evil. I have, uh, I, I can't give you, unfortunately, any of the details from this case that came in a few days ago. Um, other than um, I'll try and find a little summary at the bottom, which is um, the person is keen to gain a greater understanding of what she is experiencing really that's that's why she's asked for some assistance not because she's claiming that they're destroying her life home or anything else some weird stuff has happened and she would like to understand it now that's a really refreshing and first time i've probably seen one like that in in a good many months that's good but we, um, if there's a, there's a, I don't even want to promote them, but um, so I'll give you the links off air. There's a group I'll tell you about in the UK, I'll send you the details for in the UK. And night after night for the last two years, this pair of clowns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just say what you really mean. <laughs> I was even being polite then. Oh. Um, it, like 
every night. I, the headline from last night, like they do a two-hour or three-hour live on Facebook every single night of the year. Um, with uh, clickbait headlines. There weren't many that many places out there that you could investigate that wouldn't try. There aren't, but they're just going around the local churchyard or an empty building somewhere. But it's the it's the clickbait headlines. Oh, like last night's was OMG. Are you ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. Satanic demon attack. Teddy bear falls over again. <laughs> WTF. That was that was the clickbait. <laughs> and basically it meant that this pair of bobos was spent two hours um, going nowhere. They, I think I think they were actually in their own I think they were actually in their own home with a haunted teddy bear. Well they better because um, the government will get them. Um, or no, they've clashed with the, the law on a number of occasions. They actually claimed the first time that they were hauled up um, by the by the local um, feds was uh, they claimed that they were providing an essential service. Um, and that not for so the paranormal. get the vaccine first. Then, no, right? no, not for the paranormal investigation, but for because broadcasters are exempt. Um, so. Um, <laughs> Public service broadcasting is exempt from from the public service broadcasting in the UK is 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 exempt from um, from the COVID restrictions. So Mm -hmm. reporters, uh, radio station staff, TV staff can go in. They tried to. Mm -hmm. Did it? No. (laughs) But it didn't stop them. No. Um, They then. They, you know, they then found other ways because you are allowed to take one hour's exercise or uh, different times. It's been anything from an hour to unlimited to. So they they would take their exercise at night round a horn to run the local graveyard with all of these clickbaity titles like, like what was it? Another another. Oh, let me pull up a few. Just give me a minute. We've got yeah. what we yeah we got a couple of minutes. Let me just nop up, yeah. nip onto Facebook. The guys is going by the hills here, kind of. Well, it is. It hasn't because it's yeah, relevant it to Pulse. No, it hasn't. Hang on. Hang on. I don't want to give away the title. Uh, oh, please uh, don't give away the title. Because, I mean, they, they've they only got, like, so many... They've bought so many bloody followers. Well, okay, here we go. Um, tonight they're live... Oh, my God, I'm just looking at the live stream now because they're actually on. Um, OMG, don't, don't try this at home. We caught a ghost moving in the doorway. That was only two hours ago. Um, last night was OMG WTF. A ghost said it followed us. So what do you think to the responses we've got? Ghost captured on camera. Were, uh, this is uh, ready for this one from yesterday at 9 p.m. UK time. World's most violent poltergeist caught on camera. OMG 25 exclamation marks. Help. 20 exclamation marks. What are um, they, ki- kids? Were they 12 years old? No, 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 no. Um, they're, a, they're a, a husband and wife. Well, I say husband and wife. Uh, I'll let you judge for yourself. One is one is um, barely out of nappies and the other is old enough to be his grandmother. But there we are. Um, what else is there? Just scrolling back the titles. Tonight we are investigating the world's most haunted location. Uh, wow. The world's most haunted house, free to watch ghost hunt. Uh, the night where, before that, what, uh, what, where, where, screen, 
How live from they the witch, li- they can't live from the witch's wood they have the most haunted house the most haunted um poltergeist in the world oh, oh, can- oh hang on hang on li- from three nights ago live from cannibal woods we talked to a spirit. Hang on, listen to this. It's like it, it is. It's like the National Enquirer. We talked with the spirit who eats his own hands. This is so <laughs> scary. Walking alone at night on the haunted wood footpath, we captured amazing results. Go back to a night before that. Tonight we investigate a very haunted house that has two poltergeists. Two, not one. Two. No. Um, I can't believe what they, we captured. I got it. They throw stuff at each other. <laughs> I can't believe what we captured on camera. This is truly disturbing, WTF. Of course it is. The world's most scariest place ever. Oh, energy. Um, I'm not going to give away the name. You've got to give it to me, your thing, because I, I have had to, to these guys. Had to run away. Uh, the satanic, here it is, the satanic demon house review. WTF, it's horrible. Teddy falls over again. <laughs> We should, we should, are they on today? We should do a, now. They should, on right we should now. do a live thing on our show. And they we are can, on can, uh, right as we speak. We can, we can uh, comment as it's going on. And uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think we, hang on a minute. All right, watch, watch your, uh, there you go. I've sent it. Quickly log on. Scroll down a bit and you can see tonight's. They're currently in their haunted. Me- OMG, don't try this at home. 500,000. They're all paid. They're all bought. Um, <laughs> OMG, don't try this at home. We caught a ghost moving in the doorway. You, you don't even have to have the sound on to see the picture. But I could put the sound on, couldn't I? I can't even. Have a listen. I can't hear anything, Steve. I'm sorry. You can't hear anything. Oh, I see it. Oh, yeah. This is... <laughs> hey, they got a circle too, which is really good. Yeah. So what they got there? A satellite dish, a Van de Graaff generator. Yeah, that's a Van de Graaff. Oh, it's made a spark. <laughs> right. I'll tell you what we'll do. One one day, once we've um, is. We'll we'll give everybody the link, so we'll bring them an extra umpteen thousand live viewers, yeah. and then we'll we'll keep the sound off and we'll do our own commentary. Oh, I love this! Wait a minute, wait a minute. Text and your question. Uh, text. They'll just block you. A buck. Yeah, yeah, and you can send them Facebook stars. This is she. Uh, they actually said. Um, to a newspaper because they're in the newspaper every other day because they send the the local you know the online free press they send stories um they said that this is their job that they had to do it they because you're allowed out of lockdown for jobs that you cannot do from home if you cannot work from home they then after they got bounced for not being essential uh, broadcasters they then tried to say that this was their job and that they couldn't work from home i guess you can see the teddy I can't. I'm, I, I just see people walking in the yeah, can't, you see, can't you see the teddy now? Oh, you're watching the wrong one. Just oh. scroll to the top of the page. You'll see the Annabelle doll on the chair. Just oh, go yeah, to the top the of the Van page. Gra- I see the Van de Graaff thing. Don't yeah. try this at home. Yeah, that's the one I'm watching. Oh, they got that's, a few bucks. That's, that's live. That's live now. Yeah. Well, of course, you've got a few bucks. There's 500,000 half-wits giving the 
give all giving a buck each. Imagine if they ask a question. Well, people are, you know, when they send in, you know, see, become a supporter and blah, 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 blah. These two are making their living out of doing this nonsense every night of the week. Now, okay, they found a niche and I'm, you know, good luck for them for finding it. Good luck for them for finding a niche because, hey, why not? You know, I, I don't object to what they're doing. Um, and I'll tell you, hand on heart, they're more entertaining than some television shows. <laughs> you know, there's... Gotta be, I, 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 have, I will have to watch this, I'm sorry. You know, when you, you, know when you encounter some of those old-fashioned old sort of TV shows that are so bad that they become addictive? Yes. Yeah. Well, this is a bit like that. Okay. Because, I mean, Lord knows what they're doing. He's got umpteen teddy bears, uh, a Van de Graaff generator. Yeah, but they got a poltergeist tipping them over, that's why. Yeah. There's not, an it's dog. not a poltergeist, excuse me, and a there's, demon. There's uh, what looks like Locking a... Teddy's over. Oh, 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 close-up of... Oh, that's scary. Well. Anyway, yeah. So moving now, on. We'll have to do that another time when people actually know what the hell we're talking about. So... <laughs> so Coming up on a future episode, we will comment live on a live ghost hunt. That's right. And, uh, and yeah, we'll give you the link, and we'll probably we'll probably get I'll probably get lots of complaints afterwards from uh, individuals concerned, but that doesn't matter one jot to me. Mm. Um, now they can join my the people that unfriended me today. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so, I mean, this is a problem. Because they fought the world's most violent poltergeist the other night, just two nights ago. Yeah. And how do they... How do they... I don't... Never mind. So the the area they must be in must be like the the Bermuda Triangle of of Britain. It has all the most terrible things in the world there. East Bridgewater Triangle look like um, a sunny beach. Yeah. Where there's nothing happening. Just a relaxing, you know. You think the East Bridgewater Triangle has got stuff happening? Why is it always a freaking triangle, Steve? Probably because people, the people who believe in the sort of crap that takes place there can't count past three. No, seriously. You you go all over the world. All over the world, and and there's triangles. It's... it's, you can blame Charles Berliots Bur- 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 because that there wasn't another triangle pre- prior to the Bermuda Triangle that he named in with his book, mm-hmm. and the popularity of his book means that every other area um, it's automatically a triangle. Yeah, I mean we we have here in West Wales there was, there was the a haunt, UFO. I mean, you know the haunted octagon or a, yeah, or I mean we have a uh, haunted trapezoid. I mean, what, what's around with the world? Well, well, people just don't have an imagination. As I said, they can't count past three. But the real reason is Charles Charles Ber, Berlitz Berlitz um, when he wrote the book when he coined the expression the Bermuda Triangle, it it hit you know a nerve with the the psyche mm-hmm. and. When we had the West Wales uh, UFO flap back in the seventies, eighties, triangle too, I'm sure that became the David. Well, it was it was known as the David Enigma, but it was also known as the West Wales Triangle. And then when you have any form of flap, primarily involving UFOs, um, 
That could be anything, to be honest with you. It, 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 it's yeah. expanded, but it yeah. did used to be. I mean, then there was the, you know, there was the, the Woodbridge Bentwaters Triangle, and then there was, you know, every uh, Beast Bridge Water, everybody's got a triangle. Everybody's got a triangle. Well, we, should, we should find the, uh, the Draked Oxagon, or, uh, we should, how, do we go oxygen or trapezoid? I'm not how, sure. How, how about the Salisbury Beach heptagon? Heptagon? I don't know. It doesn't quite ring. No? Trapezoid? I like trapezoid pretty good. Well, it could be said. It was haunted by trapezoidal monks. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. Anyways, we believe it or not, we ran out of time. Oh, damn. And we didn't even get round to the, the meaty stuff about polks. About what? Oh, polks. that's what we were supposed to talk about, right? Poltergeist. Well, we did briefly. Yeah, headless chickens. Remember next yeah. week we talk about uh, Colonel Sanders, how he's been haunted by headless chickens all his life. I'll tell you what, they're not selling well in the UK, and we'll talk about that next week and why. And there you go. So stay tuned for these tidbits that we dropped on you. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening tonight. Uh, you're listening to Ghost. Chron- you have been listening to Ghost Chronicles International, uh, first hour of the Ghost Chronicle Radio Show. Stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation when Ann and I will be talking with some woman whose name I cannot pronounce and cryptoids. And so, finding out what happened to Tom's crown. There you go. That's a wee the entire bathroom to find it. Till then, good night. And God bless. Stay safe. Stay safe. If you don't like me, please unfriend me. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck.